So I mean it when I say it. I will take that deck of yeah. I'll be the first one of 2024. I want it. I need it. I like it. Let's go. Welcome to the program. I'm Jim Rome. A tremendous Friday to you. All right. Good, good show for you. And I'm going to start you off with a first hour of open phones. Meaning, it's not just a figure of speech. It means get on the phone. We've got an enormous NFL weekend. The last game or the last week of the regular season. Major, major implications. Now, the amazing thing about that is that's not where I'm starting. I will get there, but that's not where I'm starting. Something else happened that I thought was really interesting. As interesting, if not more interesting, than week 18 of the NFL season. So we'll get there in a minute. In the meantime, let me start you off like I always do with your telephone number. Use it. Use it and use it now. Open phones first hour, one 636 8686 you're going to want to find me on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Always the three best ways to get through. I've got a version of Big Head Bets, and we're doing it early because I've got two interviews in hour number three. Back-to-back. So a third hour is already jammed up. Back-to-back interviews in hour number three. Alvi's Week that was in hour number three. The ATP in hour number three. So the Big Head, James Kelly, I'm going to shake him early. Top of hour number two, five games we're going to get into. Let's see if he's got any prop bets. Shake yourself. But five games and looking to get down, make some money. On top of that, coming up at the top of the third hour, I've got a Zoom conversation with Steve Avila. He's a guard for the LA Rams. He's a rookie. He has started every single game and the Rams are already in. Plenty of people left them for dead. They're already in. Coming up right after that, a former All-Pro defensive tackle, Gerald McCoy, helps me break down the NFL. So it's a good day. Really good day. I'm still trying to reset the conversation I had with Kurt Warner for episode 295 of the Jim Rome podcast. That was good, so I want to do that too. All right, so I'm just going to sit here and wait. Wait for the phone to start ringing. And not wait for it to start ringing, but wait for it to start ringing with good phone calls. Yesterday was a good phone call day. Let's chase that. Let's follow that. It's actually been a good phone call week. Now, I'm not surprised by that. One, New Year. Two, I was gone for a week. But why don't you finish what you started? 1-800-636-8686. All right, with that in mind, I know it is week 18 in the NFL. I'm fired up for that. However, I'm not starting there. Did you happen to catch the total freak show in the association last night? And don't twist that up. I mean that in the best way possible. Every year, for instance, you hear my dude, Bruce Feldman, come in and lay out his, quote, freaks list of the biggest freaks in college football. It's essentially the ultimate athletic compliment. And that's how I mean it when I say last night was a total freak show in the association. And even calling it a freak show doesn't really seem to be strong enough. I mean, or freaky enough. I'm also not sure which freak was the freakiest of all last night. Remember Giannis, he's got to take on that. It might get a little bit freaky. Remember when Giannis famously said that? Yeah, well, he must have been talking about last night. My man must be able to see the future. I think he's freaky clairvoyant. It got freaky, all right. The Greek freak 
was definitely in on the freak last night, the freak show. No question it got freaky. My question is, which freak was most impressive? Where do we start? Like, I didn't think it was possible to top Giannis and Wemby going back and forth in crunch time in San Antonio. I mean, it couldn't get any better than that, right? Could not get any better than that. But then the Joker in the late game was like, please, please. The Joker was like, do you know who the hell I am? You know who the hell I am? I'm the guy who just knocked in a 40-foot, miraculous, buzzer-beating bank shot to finish off an 18-point comeback against the Dubs in their house. That's who the hell I am. You know who the hell I am? Jokic has it. Clock ticks. Got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh! It's good! Jokic got it off in time! And the Nuggets win it! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A seven-footer off the dribble. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A seven-footer off the dribble. From 40 feet out, off the glass. No, Joker is not kidding you. Are you kidding me? Nor playing around. He's just reminding us that he's still the best player in the world. And that his Nuggets are still the team that everybody is chasing. In fact, even the Nuggets are chasing the Nuggets. Just ask the Joker. You guys are in a position right now where everyone is still chasing you. Do you feel there's anyone you're chasing as the Denver Nuggets right now? Well, we are chasing them in Nuggets too. We want to be the better. We want to be the better than last year. I think we are capable of being better and uh, to be the dead team this year. So I think we are chasing them in Nuggets too. You know I'm all about that. If you listen to me carefully or you listen to the Reinvention Project, you know I'm all about that. It's always you v you. It's always you v the best version of you. He gets it. Big man is not just freakish. He's philosophical as well. And what that was from Golden State standpoint, just another Draymond-sized kick in the stick for the Dubs. And it hurt at least that much. They led by 18 with seven and a half minutes left. And yet somehow, someway, wound up getting their souls snatched anyway. If you haven't noticed, the three-pointer is no longer the dominant force in the association anymore. Unless it's the seven-footer shooting the three-pointer. Ball movement, however, ball movement, perimeter shooting aren't what's in. I'll tell you what's in. Big men, that's what's in. That's what's in. Seven feet is the new six feet. Essentially, a new golden age of the big man is happening right now in the association. I mean, you've got... That's what's lame. You've got Joker. You've got the reigning MVP, Joel. You somehow, some way have a dominant street close. You've got Giannis. You have Wemby. And holy crap, did Giannis and Wemby put on a show for the ages last night. Let's not let the fact that Joker somehow topped them with that buzzer beater take anything away from that unreal show that the Greek freak and the French freak put on last night. And it went all the way down to the wire also. Been a tough year for the Spurs, to put it mildly. It's been a horrible year for the Spurs. 
but they played maybe their best all-round game last night, and they hung in right until the very end. Check out this sequence with just over a minute left. Wemby swat into Wemby transition three to tie the game. Incredible. Drives into Sohan. Wembenyama wipes it away with a rejection. It's Jones racing the other way. Vassell. Wembenyama three. Good! We are tied! I mean, an amazing sequence in and of itself, right? But that was nothing compared to the Wemby swat that came about 40 seconds later. Like, I literally can't stop watching it. I've been watching it on a loop ever since it happened. I can't stop watching it. It's actually insane. Bucks up by three. Giannis driving to slam home the dagger. Wemby rising up and says, get that crap right the hell out of here. The screen, the drive. I'm not even kidding. I think I've seen it 500 times, and I still can't believe it. I think I've seen it 500 times, and I still can't believe it, and I still can't stop watching it. Cannot stop watching it. Who knew Wemby, at this age, had that kind of upper body strength to rise up and reject a Giannis dunk the way he did? Who knew anybody had the upper body strength to Matumbo a Giannis dunk the way he did? I don't know that I've ever seen anybody block a Giannis dunk, period, let alone in the manner that he just did. Then again, I don't know that we've ever seen anything quite like Wemby. And that's not just me. That's not just everybody. That includes Giannis himself. I don't know. I've never seen anything like him, 7'4", 7'5". I don't know how tall he is. He's not 7'3". He's way taller than 7'3". Uh, so whoever say he's 7'3", that's a lie. Uh, but like, I don't know, like you haven't seen anything like, like that. You know, I haven't. You're a felon if you think he's 7'3". You're a liar. And you're a felon if you think he's 7'3". So come on over, please. We got nothing to hide. Get the tape measure out. Giannis is something else. I mean, you talk about praise. Yeah, I think it's safe to say, my man, that nobody has ever seen anything quite like this dude. Which is why I do have to ask, how the hell do the Spurs only have five wins right now? How the hell is Pop totally skating for it too? Not long ago, it would have been hard to imagine, even imagine or fathom, a Greg Popovich team, a Greg Popovich coached Spurs team, Stuck on five wins in January. Now it's happening. And there is a unicorn running around in silver and black every single night. And they're stuck on five wins in January. And Pop is getting no heat for it at all. And don't get this twisted either. The man's a legend. One of the very best ever. He has run an incredible organization for a very long time. But the same goes, for instance, for the hood man. Follow me on this. The hood man couldn't be getting any more heat, and Pop's getting, like, no heat. Are you following me, camera guy? Hood man couldn't be under any more fire or have more people rooting for his demise, and yet nothing sticks to Pop. Why is that? It's almost like Pop figured out how to start charming everybody, and the mumbler just stayed the mumbler. Because, let's not forget, Pop used to be like Hood. He did. He used to be like Hood. He used to be pretty cantankerous. And then he started to kind of weave in 
a few jokes. He'd crack a few jokes. He'd host some famous wine dinners. He became a coach's coach and a dude that Hall of Fame players all actually appreciated, connected with. In other words, he became all the things that the hood man could be but can't be because he simply can't pull it off or he doesn't give a crap. Case in point, Pop's presser last night, it barely lasted a minute, but look how much he accomplished in that minute. And look what he ended it with. Did you like how Victor... Oh, I just loved it. 19. I loved it. it was, I loved everything about all of them. There's nothing I didn't love about any of them. That answers all the questions, right? Have a good night. See you at the bar. I mean, that guy showed more personality in 15 seconds than Belichick has in 15 years. That's so much better than the mumbler mumbling on decade-old snap face jokes or talking about pretzels for breakfast in Germany. Instant chat. Or instant chat. Or snap talk. If Hoodman could actually be funny like that, and of course everybody who knows him will say, yeah, well, he just never shows you that side. He really is that funny. Trust me, it would have benefited him to show us that side, especially right now when it's all hitting the fan. Because nothing's sticking a pop and everybody's coming for the hood, right? Who knows? What I do know is this. Well, actually, I know that too, but what I do know is this. I loved every minute of that freak show in the association last night. I just loved it. I loved it. I loved everything about all of it. (laughs) There's nothing I didn't love about any of it. That answer all your questions, right? See you at the bar. Did you like how Victor... Oh, I just loved it. 19. I loved it. it was, I loved everything about all of them. There's nothing I didn't love about any of them. That answers all the questions, right? Have a good night. See you at the bar. Richter. See you at the bar. <laughs> Great line. Hey, one more thing. See you at the bar. One more thing about that. One more thing about me leading with the association. One more thing about me pointing out the return of the big man and how awesome that all was. I'll tell you why the timing for that was so, so critical. We had no TNF because you know when there's TNF, no matter how bad the TNF matchup is, I always start the show with it. Always. It's just part of the process. And I do trust the process. But there was no TNF. So thank God. Wemby and Jokic were monsters on the floor. Or, if not for them, I would be forced to talk about an even worse monster. You want to talk about a flashback Friday. This is the worst kind of flashback. And if you've listened to this show for any period of time, in fact, I can even actually give you a point in time, a demarcation. If you've been listening to this show... For more than a decade, you know what I'm talking about. I could be talking about an even worse monster. You know what I'm talking about if you've been listening to me or watching me for more than a decade. No names mentioned. I'm looking at you, Blade Gunner. Does this name ring a bell? Y'all remember old Oscar Pistorius, right? 
South African Olympic sprinter slash amputee slash girlfriend shotgunner. Do you know how many segments we devoted to that dude? Do you know how many segments we spent on this show on that guy? If I put the airtime that I spent talking about that murderer back to back to back, it probably would have a greater duration and running length than the nine actual years that he spent in prison for that. So enjoy enjoy parole, OP. Try not to blast anybody through a bathroom door while thinking that it was a burglar on Valentine's Day, if it's not too much to ask. Try not doing any of that while you're out here with the rest of us. That dude's out, just so you know. Nine years. I I felt like we talked about that story on this show for nine years. So there's 18 years of my life. Telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. I mean, that is odd, right? That's how freaky last night was, and I mean that in the best way possible, that on the last week of the NFL regular season, and right before the natty even, Monday night, I'm leading with the association, and happy to do it. In terms of the NFL, I mentioned I've got two NFL interviews coming up a little bit later on. I've got the big head, James Kelly, and he and I are going to break down five games and give you our thoughts and our picks. Hey, why am I not getting better phone calls? I'm getting phone calls. Why am I not getting better phone calls? I know I'm doing my job. Now you do yours. 1-800-636-8686. One of the matchups, and there are some really intriguing matchups, really important matchups, but one of the most intriguing matchups to me this weekend is Chicago and Green Bay. I love that game so much for so many reasons. It may seem like, for the Bears, it's a meaningless game. Very meaningful game for the Bears for a lot of reasons, but extraordinarily meaningful to Justin Fields, my dude. And I want to get into all that. And I like what I'm hearing from him, believe it or not. Packer fan, you won't. Hey, Packer fan, one more thing. Can you imagine getting knocked out on the last day of the regular season in back-to-back years? How much would that suck? I'm guessing that best not happen. But it could. It did last year, and it could happen again this year. And it would be by, if it does happen again, it would be by a couple of former scrubs that you had owned for so long. I love that game. Chicago and Green Bay, so we will get into that. There's a number of other games that I really love. Believe it or not, I love, in fact, it shouldn't be hard to believe at all. I love the Colts and Texans. Love that game. Obviously, Bills and Miami, love that game. Rams and Niners, pretty interesting, actually. Some of these games that are supposed to be meaningless are anything but. And then some of the games that are supposed to be meaningless are. So we have all of that. Let me check some reaction right quick before I go to break. See if there's anything here. Dan in Milltown writes, Wemby is like, like, a Tadonis. He looks like a Tadonis. Ed Cujo knows, quote, Who wants to sex Wembenyama? Who wants to 
Sex Mutombo. That's some old school right there. The sports honk. Hey, Kenny, sorry, you're not the first one in, but you are in. Rome, what's worse than the Spurs only having five wins in January is that they had back-to-back wins in Phoenix on October 31st and November 2nd, accounting for two of those wins. Holy crap. They also beat the Lakers. Let's not forget about that. And we did talk about the Lakers yesterday and the alleged reported coach killer that is LeCap. And that he found another coach that he wants to take down, allegedly. Hey, Rome, the last time Popovich was relevant, my bathroom door was still on its hinges. Signed, the blade-legged ex-con. Well, damn, that didn't take long. Does that not take you back? It does. It takes me back. I feel like I'm right back where we were getting emails like that. See, he's out. I knew this day was coming, too. I'm sure for her family, it's an absolute nightmare. Worst thing ever. Full stop. I don't want to compare my situation to hers or her family. It's also a bad situation for me and my family because now I'm going to get this crap. The last time pop was relevant, my bathroom door was still on its hinges. Let's not forget that he shot into a bathroom. A bathroom where the door was closed and locked on Valentine's Day because he thought it was a burglar. A burglar just happened into his home on Valentine's Day and locked himself in the bathroom. So he just started firing into it. Yeah, I know. Hey, Rome, he did his time. That he did, I guess. One eight hundred six three six eight six eight six. All right, let's take a time out. I want to get out because I want you to have your first hour. Take advantage of an open phone hour. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. If you're stuck in a bad timeshare and you have rising maintenance fees, that's not where you want to be because the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order. We've got a brand new year. Get the real facts about that timeshare that you think you're stuck in because you might not be. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over a decade and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. They might be able to do the same thing for you. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation, call Wesley right now and get your free timeshare exit kit. Telephone number is 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Again, 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. Short segment here, but I want to reference an interview that we had yesterday, and that's with Arizona Wildcat head football coach Jed Fish. I said before he came on, and then I did the interview, and then I said when he came off, or when we finished the interview, it's a hell of a football coach. 
That is a great, great coach. Great coach, great leader, great motivator, extremely organized. And I mentioned how lucky Wildcat fan is to have him as their head coach. And I said, because the guy's done such an amazing job in turning that program around and did it quickly, and because of his background, he's got a great NFL background, and he's just really well-respected by everybody who matters. I said, clearly, people are trying to get this guy to leave. Big-time, big-time programs have come a-knocking. So when I said to him yesterday something to the effect of, hey, Jed, what are you doing about that? I know that there's been talk about a contract extension And it's not signed yet. Is it a matter of semantics? Is it going to happen? And he didn't dodge that question at all. And he made it pretty clear. No, this is where I want to be. And then Wildcat fan was even more hyped. And you should be. You're lucky to have him. And you're lucky that he believes that he's lucky and fortunate to have found such a great stop. I mean, all of a sudden you got a guy. You have the head coach of Arizona talking about the college football playoff. And it's not just something to say. It's not a joke either. Like, he's believable, especially with the playoff being extended the way it is. In short, I was really happy with that conversation. I knew it would go well. And the only person I know, other than Wildcat fan, that likes this guy more than Wildcat fan is James Kelly, who, for whatever reason, has been obsessed with Jed Fish for years. Like, that's one of those weird... Kelly's got these kind of these weird theories that generally play out. He's like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this guy, this guy. And he was right. With all that said, let's go to Tucson. John in Tucson. Good to have you, John. What's going on? Hey, John. Hi, Jim. Long-time listener. Uh, love your show. Um, loved your uh, interview with uh, Jed Fish. And uh, him and uh, Tommy Lloyd have really changed the landscape in uh, Arizona athletics. Um um, just, just love the what they're about and everything. Oh, I'm also a Packer fan. You're talking to somebody who was who's 67 and went to the Ice Bowl in when he was 10 years old. And uh, this kid in in uh, Green Bay, I was a Bart guy. I was a you know Favre guy. I was an Aaron Rodgers guy. But this kid, um, he's changed my mind around when I when I saw what they did um, I couldn't believe it but now he's changed my mind around he's playing great and I think uh, the Packers have a bright future with this kid and all the uh, young uh, players that they took in so just wanted to say that and uh, love your show um, all right John thank you very much let me jump in a couple of thoughts before I go to break it's a big game for Jordan Love. And I think he has proven himself. And I think they do have their quarterback of the future. But it's a big game for Jordan Love. Much easier for me to make that argument that he's the guy. He's their quarterback of the future. You can trust him if he doesn't go out there and get hammered. It's going to be a lot tougher for me to make that argument if Chicago goes into their house and Justin Fields outplays him and it goes really badly for Jordan Love. It's gotten really well for Jordan Love of late. But I believe in him. Big game for him. I'd argue a bigger game for Justin Fields. All right, here's the thing. I'm about to implement a new rule. A run rule. If you do this, you get run. Don't state your age. If you want to say to me, 
Hey, Rome, I've been listening to you for a long time. Hey, Rome, I've been listening to you for 25 years. Hey, Rome, I've been listening to you since the mighty 690. I'm fine with all that because I have been doing this a long time and I was on a station in San Diego where I got my big break. What I do not need, because I haven't asked any of you, hey, how old are you, by the way? I mean, maybe, 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 maybe back in the day if somebody called up and they sounded like geriatric, I might say, hey, hey, respectfully, ma'am, how old are you? 94. Wow. Incredible. What's the secret to your longevity? You know, we might have had fun with that once. But all of a sudden now I'm getting a lot of, I'm this age and I'm from this town. I know where you're from. It says it right on the screen. This is a new official rule in the jungle. If you state your age, you're going to get run. No matter how good your take is, no matter how respectful you are of the program. It's just not material. It's not relevant. I don't care. I really don't care. That's not to say that I have disdain. I just don't care because it's not material. It's not relevant. It just, this is a thing. It became a thing all of a sudden. Hey, Roma. Like, it's going to make you more credible. Like, your opinion doesn't count if you're under the age of 70. Or your opinion's better if you're over the age of 70. Neither are true. I've heard some really, really good takes and really, really good opinions from 65-year-olds. And I've heard some utter garbage from 65-year-olds. And I've heard some really good takes from 19-year-olds. I don't care. Just say what you're going to say. Have a take, don't suck. It's not, have a take, don't suck, how old are you? It's not, have a take, don't suck, state your age. Have a take, don't suck. (laughs) You don't need to repeat. I understand that it's a big stage. And you're nervous. And you want to partake. And I'm encouraging you to. But you don't need to restate your name. You don't need to restate your town. And most of all, you do not need to tell me how old you are. Because I don't want to know. Because I don't care. (laughs) We good? If you state your age... No matter how old you are, old, young, or middle-aged, you're going to get run. It's just dragging the process down. We good? Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. When we come back, I do want to get into Chicago and Green Bay. I do want to take your telephone calls. Hey, don't wait on me. If there's something you want to tell me, other than how old you are, get up in here. 1-800-636-8686. The Big Head, James Kelly at the top. Steve Avila is a guard for the Rams. We'll have a Zoom call with him at 11 Pacific time. Gerald McCoy at 1120. Alvi's week that was probably around hmm, 1144. But right now, here's a sports update for you. From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio.
Friday, ATP Day, always. Ask the pros. You get to ask me a question. And, of course, it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. So just go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Submit your question and listen later in the program. I might answer one of yours. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. If I'm not mistaken, there is an O'Reilly managers meeting in January, which I will be attending. I do that every single year. Always nice to be asked. Yay, right, Avi? Pretty long day of work. But like I said, always good to be asked. Always good to be asked. (laughs) Last year I did that. Had a great time. The Because it's a long day. The next morning I was at the gate flying back out and there were a number of other managers flying back out. And one guy looked at me. <laughs> he was so funny. He goes, yo, Rome. Because I was just kind of sitting there having a cup of coffee. He's like, yo, Rome. Long night, eh? I had to laugh. I'm like, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I wasn't hiding it from everybody. I thought it was cool. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. This dude couldn't wait. Yo, Rome. What up, bro? Long night? Yes. Anyway, I love that event. Looking forward to it. I will be back in Dallas for that a little bit later on this month. I've got the big head, James Kelly, coming up at the top of the hour. Let's get some phone calls in here, and I've got some good reaction, too. Let's start in Indianapolis. Kevin. Good to have you, Kevin. What's going on? Jimmy, Jimmy, how you doing? My long friend, my long friend. I just want to give you a thank. You have brought joy to my life in the sports world for years. Transplant from L.A., living here in Indianapolis, but let's get down to business. Mark Davis, if you don't do the right thing. Now, if people from L.A., we know about flashpoints. The flashpoint is going to be in that locker room. It's going to start there. It's going to, that building is going to burn down from the players, and then it's going to spread to Raider fans. Then you don't want the wrath of the Raider fan. Then you've seen what happened with the Raider fan jumped all over you about firing a coach. Now what is going to happen about hiring a coach? No, no, no. We don't want no goofball with some glasses coaching on the sidelines. Look, Jim, I was at the game here at Indy. First row, bro. First row. I was so right in back of the linebacker uh, section of the bench right there. I was so fired up. I had my hands on the rails. The Mary County Sheriff, he seen my hands. He seen, oh, he's a Raider fan. He thought, he thought I was great to jump up. I was ready to jump on the field and go hit a coach, but I didn't, you know. But the way he talks to people and the way he had that team fired up. Now, we're the best defensive scoring team in the league. Now, how do you win games? Defense. Now, you don't want the wrath of the Raiders fan. You don't want us. Now, you see what happened in Universal City at a talk show for Jimmy years back. I was there. All Raider fans in there. You don't want that to happen. Now, people couldn't understand at the Colts game why I was always looking back. I then got hyped up. But, Marky, you don't do the right thing. We're going to take all your toys away from you, and we're going to burn the place down. Kevin, my man. All right, Kevin, appreciate that. All right, so he he was saying a lot of different things. When he referenced the Universal City Tour Stop, he said, I was there, Rome. Raider fan was in the house. You know what we're capable of. Make sure you do the right thing, Mark Davis. He's talking about hiring Antonio Pierce. In terms of the show, that was a legendary, legendary appearance. 
where we went to Universal City. And then we wanted an L.A. presence, so we had an L.A. station, and then the L.A. station wanted their own local hour exclusively. So we would do that every single day. The L.A. station demanded an appearance, and they flexed because they were an L.A. station. My thought was, it's not the best idea, but okay. And it turned out to be one of the worst ideas because we weren't on the air more than five minutes. It, I mean, the energy, it was negative. It was hostile. It was belligerent. How about this? It was aggressive. It was aggressive. And it was aggressive enough that we had to pull the plug and tell guests that were en route, turn around and go back. There's not going to be a show. Do not come. Do not come. The place was packed. That guy just said, hey, Rome, you remember I was in the building that day. That was Raider fan who created that atmosphere. He said, hey, Mark Davis, this is who we are. This is what we're capable of. I'm not putting that all on Raider fan, but Raider fan was definitely in the house that day, and Raider fan made the presence felt. All right, anyway, long and the short of it is, what's Mark Davis going to do? Is he going to give Antonio Pierce that job? Has Antonio Pierce done enough to earn that job? Listen, that's a totally different team under this guy. Everything changed, and it changed almost the second my guy, Josh McDaniels, was shown the door. As much as it pains me to admit that, it's true. Like, all of the joy had run out of the building when he was there. But the second they cut him loose, all of a sudden these guys love football again. All of a sudden they're ding up like crazy. All of a sudden they're flying around and they're relevant. And they're like 500 under Antonio Pierce. Burning victory stoves one week in. Because Pierce gets it. Pierce gets it. He understands that franchise. He understands the game. He played the game at a high level. He had been preparing himself for this moment. Ordinarily, I would say, Antonio Pierce is not a guy in this cycle that I would have hired to be an NFL head coach. However, seeing what he's done as an interim head coach, and most of all, seeing what he's done in that locker room, seeing what he's done for that team, I'm saying Mark Davis had better give this guy serious consideration. Are there more qualified candidates? Yes. Are there more experienced candidates? Yes. Are there better candidates? I don't know. He just said, that caller just said, hey man, don't bring in some weirdo with glasses. He meant Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Listen, Devontae Adams is saying, we want Antonio. And so is Max. Now you tell me who's more important in that franchise than those two guys other than the bowl cut himself. Because he owns it. Max wants Antonio Pierce. Isn't that reason enough? Devontae wants Antonio Pierce. Is that not reason enough? The two of them together, is that not reason enough? And as we know, Mark Davis is still burned by the fact that everything turned when they hired Rich Passaccia. And the players loved him. And the players wanted him. But Mark Davis wanted a splashier hire. Now, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I loved the hire at the time. I really thought Josh McDaniels was ready. I thought he would do a great job. I was wrong. That, did, that went horribly, obviously. But in the back of his mind, or better yet, in the front of his mind, Davis has to know, right? 
that the interim guy did a great job and the players loved him and the players wanted him, but he went with his own gut. The problem is with Mark Davis, like his father, you never know what he's going to do. I'd love to see Antonio Pierce get that job. We'll have to wait and see. I know this. I want it, but who cares what I want? Max Crosby wants it. What he wants matters. Devontae wants it. What he wants matters. Hey, Raider fan, what do you think? Hey, Raider fan, I know you want Antonio Pierce. What do you? The question is not, do you want Antonio Pierce? Because I think most of you do. <laughs> I'd be hard-pressed. I'd love to sit here and say, hey, Raider fan, I'm not going to do anything but take your phone calls. Do any of you want Jim Harbaugh more than you want Antonio Pierce? I'm going to bet almost anything that no Raider fan would say that. The better question is, who does Mark Davis want? What will he do? That's the better question. That, that was Raider fan, by the way, if you need him. That was Raider fan. A displaced Raider fan from L.A. in Indy. And here's one. This says, Dear V, please start stating your age. Signed, the clones. Brian in the ATL, that's funny. Hey, V, you're not dumb. I, I think you know what he just said. State your age so Rome will run you and you will never be on the air again. I got a feeling a hyped-up, hyperventilating V will have something for Brian and others. When we return, James Kelly and I are going to break down five games. Big head bets. That's coming up next. 